Today on Game & Read, we'd like to welcome you to our Ambassador Program. Hello and welcome to Game and Read. My name is Peter. And I'm Erin. And we are here for another episode of Friday Reads. It is April 9th, 2021. The only day of this it will ever be, as the saying goes. <laughs> that's my saying. <laughs> that's Peter's saying. It's wise and it's... You know, that's one of like the first like existential thoughts I had as a child, is that every day is the only day with that date ever. Friday Reads um, <laughs> is not about Peter's sage existential dread, but is about the things that we are playing and reading as we head into the weekend. So we're going to give you a little update on the games and the books that we will be playing and reading and offer some recommendations, sometimes based on anniversaries, sometimes based on feeling, sometimes just because. Sometimes based on an existential dread. Sometimes based on some existential dread. But not this week. <laughs> As always, you can find this podcast and all the others like it on pretty much any podcatcher. Uh, please subscribe to us wherever you find us, and that way you won't miss any of our episodes. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at Game and Read. Last week, I was reading The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton, and I really enjoyed this book. Uh, it is about uh, Opal and Nev. They're a musician duo, and the book from, well, they were a musician duo. It's all fictional. It's not real. <laughs> um, but the book is about their coming together, their rise to stardom, their fall from stardom, their breakup. Very music documentary. Were they kind of a Sonny and Cher thing? Were they like a man-lady? Yes. Okay. Did you get Sonny and Cher vibes or what kind of No, okay. because I'll be honest with you. If you showed me a picture of Sonny and Cher, I would only know it was Sonny and Cher because I know what Cher looks like. <laughs> I couldn't tell you what songs they sing. I couldn't tell you. Sonny Bono was not a very attractive. Any, I couldn't tell you anything about him. So sure, let's go with <laughs> yes. Um, I liked this book a lot. It has a very music documentary vibe, much like Daisy Jones and the Six, which I recommended last week. I had to keep reminding myself that Opal and Nev were not real people that they did not actually make this music. I cannot go listen to them, which I think that's the sign of a good a good fiction book about musicians is that you you forget that they're not actual people. Um and so that was really interesting. That really held my attention. It's told as like for the most part in snippets of interviews, like tr transcripts of of interviews and stuff which really makes it feel real. I will say there are sections of like editor's notes and I use quotes around editor's notes. <laughs> um, and those, those take 
took me out of the music documentary feel and kind of put me more in the like, oh, yeah, this is a fiction story. It didn't bother me too much, but it did definitely. There were a couple moments that it was a little jarring. I was like, oh, yeah, this is not a real story. Like, this is all fiction. Um, And so that would be my one kind of critique is that there's a, a couple moments that it just feels a little disjointed. But overall, I really liked it. I would definitely recommend it. It was a pretty quick read, and um, I liked the style of writing a lot. I thought it was it was good. One other world building type question I have about it: Do they interact with like real live celebrities and musicians and stuff? They do, which okay. is part of. Is it kind of like the Dewey Cox style <laughs> where he like meets the Beatles and they're all just saying their own names over and over again? That was freaking transcendental, Paul McCartney. Don't you agree, John Lennon? Yes, Dewey Cox. With meditation, there's no limit to what we can imagine. You know, <laughs> no, well, so the, what's interesting is that in the book, they exist in the world of real life. And there are, like, quotes and I'm using quotation marks around quotes from like <laughs> Jan- um, Janelle Monet, like the singer okay. or like there are some other like fashion designers who I happen to know are real people. And like, so, so there are some real people sprinkled in, which is part of why it's hard to remember that these are <laughs> not real events is because there are some of those real people sprinkled sprinkled of like oh this opal and nev inspired me because of this or i looked up to them because of that um even though opal and nev and the record company that they like are signed with all of that is fake or none of those people are real okay i was just curious i mean that's necessarily that's not necessarily relevant to the quality of the book but it's always one of those questions i have in you know i like world building as just a concept to think through well but i do think i will say that It is done well to incorporate those real figures. It doesn't feel like they're just smushing them in there to make it feel real. Like, it feels very natural. It feels organic that those people are commenting (laughs) on the story. Um, And so I think that it it could have gone very poorly. It could have felt really stupid, but it didn't. So that is my my positive go read The Final Revival of Opal and Nev by Donnie Walton. Well, I'm glad you enjoyed uh, your read. Um, I did not enjoy my game, and I really, really regret deciding that I was going to try playing The Simpsons game this past week. I think this is the first time. So that- I'm sorry I spent... purchasing it. This is the first time I have only seen you play your Friday Reads game like twice. Yeah. Normally you're playing. I didn't want to keep playing Normally, (laughs) like the week we record, Peter picks his game. And then that week, like interspersed, there's usually at least like three or four days where I'm like hanging out and he's on the TV. This time I I think it was twice. Yeah, no, it, it is twice. I, I, I played through five of the 16 uh, quote-unquote episodes. Um, and, man, I really had to push myself to get... Because I was like, okay, I should 
should just play a few more. Um, this game, I mean, it's it's an older licensed game, but I, I think I was hoping that it would be somewhat enjoyable. I, I personally still enjoy the Simpsons game that preceded it, uh, Simpsons Hit and Run, which is kind of a GTA-style game where it's, you know, slightly open world or at least kind of has these small open world areas. And while that game's not perfect, I can go back and, like, enjoy it enough. And this game, there's just, uh, there's not a whole lot there. You, it all kind of takes place around this idea that they, they know they're in a video game, so they're playing on, like, meta tropes about video games to the point where when you encounter a video game trope, a little comic book guy image just kind of pops up and goes, you discovered one of our video game tropes. Look, there's a bunch of doors you can't walk through, but they're just there for decoration. Ha ha ha. Which isn't funny when you're just like, hey, you're pointing out how this is a bad video game. That's hilarious. I'm so like, I'm so glad I never purchased this back uh in 2007 or whenever it came out because i would have sp- spent 50 dollars on a truly terrible game that was just pointing out how it's a bad video game and yeah that would have really bummed me out as a 15 year old <laughs> better to waste 20 dollars as a 29 year old than 50 dollars yes. as a 15 year old 20 dollars to me now is way less precious than 50 dollars <laughs> to me then i mean it was it was the same back then as well but even more so um and, you know, I, I could say some of the writing is at least as clever as The Simpsons was at that era. You know, like I mentioned in the first in last week, they had actual writers from the show. But then when you hear those pieces of dialogue repeated 30 times, because it's just like that incidental dialogue that bad video games like to just pepper in over and over and over again. It just like it drives you insane because you're just trying to figure out how to get through this poorly designed really ugly nonsensical looking level like of the five levels i played you don't go to any like notable locations in the simpsons like springfield has a lot of very notable locations for big fans of the show five levels and you don't go to any you don't go to any pre-existing places you don't go by like the hub is their house so you go to the house but basically you just walk to the door so you can go to the next episode and in the five episodes, you go through a dream, dream sequence that's the land of chocolate, which is a callback to a fantasy Homer had once. Uh, you go to like a random logging camp. You go to a museum that's also got like a giant cave in it. Uh, I'm trying to think of anything else that like none of it rings true to like what you actually see in Springfield, which is one thing that the game prior to it hit and run actually did really well. Cause you were driving around different parts of Springfield and there were a lot more clear icons of this show that, you know, if you're playing this game, you're probably a fan of. So it just really dropped the ball on everything. Like every little bit of gameplay just felt awkward. Like having this mediocre, like fighting brawler combat when really it's also kind of, it's not even a platformer. It's kind of a, get through very small puzzles, but the hardest part of the puzzles is trying to, like, maneuver the camera, <laughs> not the puzzles themselves. It's, it's like in it, it's like a 
Toad's Treasure Tracker, but worse. <laughs> oh, so much. Toad's Treasure Tracker is a great game. You know? <laughs> this is just, oh, it's so bad. And I guess I should have expected, like, because it is still a licensed game from this era. But at the same time, I was like, you know, maybe there's some redeeming qualities or it'll be fun enough as somebody who really likes The Simpsons and really like The Simpsons even in that particular era that I might enjoy. And there just is not anything. And so... Um, if you're ever morbidly curious like I am, this game is not worth your time and definitely don't spend money on it because you will probably regret that. Um, <laughs> just awful, awful. It feels weird to rail against like a 14-year-old game, but at the same time, I'm just like, I didn't expect to hate it like this. Like, I am upset. <laughs> this is the first Friday reads that... I think either of us have actively just like shredded to pieces. Yeah, no, this is definitely the first because generally I'm picking when I think I, I will like a game, I will generally get something I like out of it or really like out of it. This is the first time I was just like, you know, I took a bit of a chance on this and it's just there's no redeeming qualities. Any any jokes in there that made me chuckle were not worth the annoyance of trying to do anything in this game so do not do not play the 14 year old simpsons video game play play hit and run play road rage those are those are the only two my friday reads this week is the hunting wives by may cobb this was my what month are we in april yes <laughs> this is my april book of the month pick um Ooh. And is uh, this is a book that appeals to all of the dumb parts about books that I love. So it's an insane premise. This woman moves from her fast-paced life in Chicago to a small Texas town because she wants to slow down, focus more on her family, um, blah, 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 blah. Uh, she becomes obsessed with one of the town's, like, wealthiest women, like, from a family who, you know, has a library named after them kind of style, like, small town princess, basically. Um, so she becomes obsessed with her. There's also murder, mm, dead bodies, mayhaps, uh, and maybe cheating on husbands secretly. It's insane. Small town drama. It's small town drama, which, of course, I can't. Okay, I cannot resist small town drama, especially Texas drama. You bribed the chili cook-off judges. <laughs> and not only is there small town Texas drama, there's murder. Like, I, this is, these are all the stupid things that I love about books. He was rammed through with a longhorn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet. I actually think that the person who gets murdered is shot because it is called The Hunting Wives. There's a picture of a rifle on the cover. So, um, but anyway, so this book is... I've started it. It is not literary. It is not deep, but it is fun. And I need an easier read for my brain right now. <laughs> um, our next book club book is a little heavy, yep. which I will probably talk about that next week or the week after. Um, so I need something that's not so heavy. Uh, so this is my Friday reads an absurd Chicago to Texas, <laughs> small town drama murder book, The Hunting Wives by May Cobb. 
I'm in the mood this week for some hopefully actually casual fun. You know, I was hoping The Simpsons would be my casual fun. Uh, but this week I'm going to do some multiplayer casual fun. Uh, and this is partly inspired by the just now, like yesterday released uh, Pac-Man 99 for the Nintendo Switch online service. This is a multiplayer Pac-Man game uh, similar to Tetris 99 or Mario 35 in which you are playing through the game everybody knows and loves, Pac-Man, but as you do well, you are sending obstacles to 99 other players and they're sending stuff your way and it's a battle royale of pac-man to see who can be the last one standing are you all the same yellow pac-man or do you get other characters or colors so i've played a couple rounds of it and i was looking at they've got um like the just the 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 base game is free so it's just the the 99 version and then for like 15 bucks you can unlock like I guess a a full Pac-Man game around it, and then they have skin packs for like a buck ninety nine each, so you can play as like the Dig Dug Man, I guess, which is a little intriguing. But I don't know if I want to spend money on that. Uh, but we yeah. did just throw twenty dollars down the toilet, so. <laughs> Yes, but that was an experience of terribleness. <laughs> um, but it, it's so you're really only looking at your own screen and then you see kind of the little bubbles all surrounding your screen and you can't really see what's going on in them while being able to pay attention to your own. Um, but yeah, everyone's just playing the same Pac-Man board and then things refill as you eat them up. So you're not going from board to board like you might in just standard Pac-Man or Miss Pac-Man. And it's all about trying to get, like, big combos of chomping down a bunch of ghosts and fruit and avoiding these things that people send you that actively slow you down. And then the way you lose is just, yeah, if you touch a ghost, boom, you're out. So you only get one chance, no multiple lives like the traditional game. But uh, they released this after they murdered Mario. They got rid of that Mario 35 game. Um, So I'm just, you know, a little intrigued by it. And since I think this game will be a little bit on the shallow side, I'm throwing in another free-to-play multiplayer Switch game, uh, and that I'm going to be trying out Ninjala this week, which is a ninja-based battle royale game uh, by, oh, what's the company? Gung Ho Online, who's previously well-known for making the Puzzle and Dragon series. It's a very popular, like casual puzzle game from japan that i've tried a couple of times i've never heard of it but i believe you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i think i think it's one of those games where it's just like yes they make billions in revenue off this like you know it's like the the japanese candy crush is my vague understanding of it but they made this game ninjala which is like splatoon with ninjas you don't have ink there's no guns it's like a sword fighting game but you're this cute little like cartoony you know ninja kids who fight with ninja weapons and bubblegum. I have a lot of questions, but I'm going to wait until next week when you actually have played it so you can answer the questions. But I have a lot of questions. Yeah, I did too. Um, It's something I've been a little curious about. I believe it's only out on Switch and it came out last summer. Um, And I remember just seeing it and being like, huh, who's making knockoff Splatoon? But it it caught my eye. I've been a little interested in it. So I'm going to finally give that a try. Um, I think it's like, you know, one of those totally free and then you buy cosmetics. So, you know, hopefully I don't have to spend any money on this one to make up for 
buying that awful, awful Simpsons game. So this week I'll be playing Pac-Man 99 and Ninjala. For my recommendation this week, I am going to recommend a Texas author. Uh, my Friday Reads is by a Texas author, so why not? recommend a texas author yeehaw <laughs> i am recommending spinning by tilly walden this week Sp- not a yeehaw author <laughs> not a yeehaw author however it is she is text she's from texas here's how well kind she, of she's kind of from texas. i don't know if she calls herself a texas author i don't know if she does <laughs> however um I know her partially because of her book, but really because she was one of my brothers, like BFFs in high school. So, which was in Texas, so it counts. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know that she would identify as Texan. Parts of spinning take place in Texas. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's a little Easter egg if you know me and my family. My brother is in spinning, and that is because spinning is Tilly's um, memoir. About growing up, uh, she was a competitive figure skater as a kid, and so that's kind of the the folk the general focus. But it's also about her as a queer person, as an artist, um, about the complexities of identity and figuring out who you are, and the consequences of identity. And how other people perceive you. I really enjoy spinning. It's a beautiful book. I love the arts. I love Tilly's art style. I think it's really, really lovely. And um, the story. It, I hate to call it. It's a story. because, it, But it's her story. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a memoir. So it is It is nonfiction. Um, it's really compelling and, and just really, really well done. It was published in 2017. Tilly has published other graphic novels since then. On a Sunbeam is perhaps one uh, people have heard of. It got a lot of buzz. That one, I believe, is fiction. Um, And Spinning did win an Eisner Award in 2018 for Best Reality-Based Work. So if you know anything about graphic novels, you know the Eisner Award is a big deal. And um, Tilly is however old my brother is which is like 25 25 so she won she won that award for her book when she was like i can't do math this is embarrassing in her early 20s in her early 20s okay i blame pregnancy brain okay anyway it's fantastic um so that is my recommendation this week if you've never picked up a graphic novel this is a great graphic memoir to start with um i will throw in a recommendation for blankets if you like graphic memoirs (laughs) but that might come up again later i don't know anyway my recommendation this week is spinning by tilly walden in my negligence i forgot to mention a a big anniversary that happened just like a week and a half ago and that is the nintendo 3ds has turned 10 years old originally released back in uh, 2011. The 3DS went, had some ups, had some downs, uh, and is now officially discontinued now that the the Switch is the preeminent handheld and console uh, Nintendo system. 
However, there were a ton of great games for the Nintendo 3DS. I was a fairly early adopter. I bought one the summer of 2011, kind of, you know, with some extra job money for my summer job. And I got in there early enough that, you know, I, I'm, I have an ambassador badge. What does that even mean? <laughs> does that just mean so, you bought it? No, that, that means <laughs> that the Nintendo 3DS was $250 when it came out. Pretty expensive. Yeah. And it sold like crap because I also didn't have any great games right off the bat. And so basically they, the Nintendo execs had a bit of a come to Jesus moment and they lowered the price and anybody who had bought it at the higher price, myself included, got basically, they got a little badge that says they're an ambassador in their game system and a bunch of free games. So a bunch of like Game Boy Advance games, as well as a few other things to basically make it up for you. And it, you know, it was a, it probably a bit over $50 and they knocked it down to, I think, $200. Um, yeah, 200 or 175 something like that. Uh, and so they made it up with those extra games, which I was happy to take because some of them were things that I wanted to play. Now, for this month, just because it's a, a big anniversary and there are a lot of games I like on that system, I'm going to be just recommending some of my favorite 3DS games. And today, my 3DS game I am recommending is Fantasy Life. I'm going to co-sign this one. Fantasy Life is a, I'm going to I'm gonna call it a cozy action RPG from Level 5 Games. And in this game, you play a cute little fantasy person who takes on various fantasy jobs. Uh, and then you learn those skills and you just kind of go on cute little adventures. It, I think we've talked about this before and I actually, I think I'm going to steal something, but it does, it's definitely for people who like Animal Crossing, but want more direct want more direction aka the type a personalities like your girl me um <laughs> fantasy life is awesome because it's like it can be open world but it also can give you very like concrete like this is what you're working towards these are the things that you need to do <laughs> it's great yeah i would say it, it definitely has some overlap with animal crossing uh big difference obviously you're not developing a town you're not like collecting cute little villagers and stuff like that and it's less about, say, decorating and visual aesthetics like Animal Crossing really can be. Um, but it has a similar vibe in that it's like, do you want to run around in kind of a low stakes, mostly non-threatening world and have very simple controls and just kind of have fun with it? it, it that's why I called it like a cozy RPG is because it's just like it's a chill game. You know, even like the big monster fights you can get into, it's just kind of like I'm hitting him with my sword. Here we go. Go, oh, I'm going to get this big T-Rex guy. And it's just, you know, very chill and fun. And not all the jobs are just like combat jobs. Most of them are like a fisherman or a chef or a seamstress. Or an alchemist. Yeah, like there are a lot of just like fun, just kind of side jobs you can do that will like help you make gear and help you make different things. And then they've got quest lines for all the different jobs. And it's just a really nice enjoyable game uh a big perk at the time because i know you got it i got it and my little sister got it so that we could all play locally together so you could kind of complete quests in one person's world and just have a nice time it's really a pretty extensive game there are a bunch of different areas in it and i put 
tens of hours into this game uh and it's one kind of dlc end of game expansion so fantasy life i think it it looks like a game that i wouldn't like but it really was just a really enjoyable time on the 3ds uh back in like 2014 or so when it came out so that's my recommendation if you have a 3ds and you want something cozy and chill that's got some some of the serotonin you get or whatever from uh animal crossing i think this will hit the spot in certain ways um and i think it's worth still picking up today That's all we have for this week's episode of Friday Reads. You can find all of our past Friday Reads and all of our pairing episodes wherever you get your podcasts. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, etc. Go subscribe. Keep up with all of our episodes. You can also find us on social media. I'm on Twitter at Gaming Read, and we have an Instagram with that same handle. I am on Twitter at Bookish Textpat and on Instagram at A Tale of Two Shelves. Our intro music was written and performed by Avery Murchison, and there's a link to his band camp in the episode description. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Dead and